0: blessings everybody this is dale thank you so much for joining with me today on the word podcast we're continuing through the book of daniel we're in the 11th chapter getting toward the end of it but remember this 11th chapter is a long one right (laughs) and we've seen some exciting uh things that were prophesied uh to daniel and you know what it really goes you know sometimes when we hear that word prophesy we're thinking that we're told something that may or may not occur. No, these were things that were being told by this divine being to Daniel, come from the Most High God himself. And he said, I'm going to tell you what is going to occur. So there was no, okay, this may occur, this may not occur. No, these things were going to occur. And from Daniel's perspective, they were all still yet future. Every one of them is still yet to come. From our perspective, some have been fulfilled. And that's about where we are right now. We went up to the 35th verse, I believe, in the previous episodes. and Basically, that has been fulfilled from our perspective. From what we're reading from now on verse 36 onward, uh, a lot of people believe that this is yet to be fulfilled again. I'm not going to divide the body of Christ over these things. I'm not going to argue with anybody over it. But I do believe that what we're about to read uh, has yet to be fulfilled, and that this will likely be fulfilled uh, through the man of lawlessness. So let's pick up at verse 35 again. It says this: some of those who have insight will fall in order to refine, purge, and make them pure until the end time. Because it is still to come at the appointed time. And you notice he, he mentions the end time is still to come at the appointed time. Then he says, then the king will do. So is that then tied to the end time? Is the picture that? And I'm thinking it, it likely is. So here's verse 36. Then the king will do as he pleases. And he will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will speak monstrous things. Against the God of gods, and he will prosper until the indignation is finished. For that which is decreed will be done. And we've noticed several times that this idea and this declaration of things being decreed has occurred. In other words, God knows about these things, folks. It's been decreed, He knows what's going to occur. He knows what the outcome is going to be. He knows every element about everything. He says, yes, this guy's going to prosper. And this king he's going to do as he pleases. He's going to exalt himself. He's going to magnify himself. And he's actually going to magnify himself above every God. You know, we read that in the Western mindset of just like, well, you know, it's the false pagan gods. They're not really gods. They're not real. Yes, they are, folks. Yes, they are. They're very, very real, okay? And this guy is going to magnify himself above all of them. And he's going to speak monstrous things. Different translations. King James says marvelous things. (laughs) We think of marvelous things. We think of something, oh, really good and cool, right? I think uh, more contemporary translations help us. New American Standard says he's going to speak monstrous things. The ESV says he's going to speak astonishing things. The lexem says he's going to speak horrendous things. And so they are marvelous and astonishing from a negative perspective, from a negative understanding. So this king is powerful. He's going to speak monstrous things against the God of gods. That's the most high God. But he's going to prosper. And he's going to prosper until the indignation is accomplished. Or as the says, until the period of anger is finished. Huh. Okay. The period of anger. Somebody's angry about something until it's finished. And then for that which is decreed will be done. Now, verse 37. He will show no regard for the gods of his fathers or for the desire of women, nor will he show regard for any other god, for he will magnify himself. Above them all. Let me read the other three three translations I got up here and see if this helps us any. Verse 37 out of the King James. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. The English standard says this He shall pay no attention to the gods of his fathers, or to the one beloved by women. He shall not pay attention to any other God. For he shall magnify himself above all. The lexem says this. He will not pay respect to the gods of his ancestors or to the darling of women. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Darling? Darling of women. And not to any god will he pay respect. For he will consider himself great over all gods. So the whole point of this is in verse 37 really drives it home here for us is this one is gonna magnify himself, this king, he's gonna magnify himself so far above the other gods that he'll speak monstrous things against God. He's not gonna have regard for the gods of the past of his father. He's not gonna show any regard for the gods of the present, what's going on? This phrase right here, uh, or for the desire of women, uh that's the New American standard, that has been uh, Interpreted in various ways, as you can imagine, it's not so much the idea that he will not desire women in the physical sense. Okay, though, I would not be surprised at all. Usually people in this kind of position. Okay, usually people in this type of power, uh, they are bisexual by choice. And it's not so much a sexuality thing. It, it is a power and control thing. Okay, but that's not what's being spoken of here. Okay, because the idea is that he magnifies himself above all gods, so he's not going to have regard for the gods of his forefathers. He's not going to have regard for the gods of now. He's not going to have regard for the desire of women. The desire of women, particularly from the Jewish mindset, was to be the uh, the mother of Messiah. Okay, The ESB calls it the one beloved by women. They wanted to be the one that would bear the Christ child. The of the darling of women, is that idea. They wanted to be the one that would be the mother or the Messiah to come. This one is going to have no regard for it. He's not going to care one way or the other. Now, the next word in the next verse is, but. Okay, but so it's going to describe more and more. But our time's up. So let me just go back and read these two verses, verse 36 and 37, to drive home the point and give us understanding about this one that I believe is yet to come. Then the king will do as he pleases, he will exalt and magnify himself above every God. He will speak monstrous things against the God of God. He will prosper, and he's going to prosper until the indignation. Is finished until that time of anger is finished. For that which is decreed will be done. He will show no regard for the gods of his father. He'll show no regard for the desire of women. He will show no regard for any other God. For he will magnify himself above them all. I think we see a a precursor of this, a little echo of this, a little pre-echo of this in Antiochus Epiphanes IV that we've spoken of earlier. But this is not him, if for no other reason, because Jesus himself says, when you see the abomination, the desolation, the indignation taking place, spoken of by the prophet Daniel, remember this in Matthew 24, 15, then let those in Judea flee to the mountains. Jesus was speaking of that event as a yet-to-come event, not as being fulfilled by Antiochus Epiphanes IV, but a yet-to-come event. I believe this guy right here, 3637, is likely the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist. We learn a great deal about him, about how he's going to be. The bottom line is this. He exalts himself above every other God. He magnifies himself. He literally declares himself to be God. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you next episode.